الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار بلاغه مسلمس It gives me a great pleasure to talk about the Quran. It is really a joy to talk about the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a joy to learn the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a joy to teach the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's really a joy living with the Quran all the time. Because Quran, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it, is a ruh, the spirit. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention to the greatness of this book by mentioning that it is a ruh. Don't you see the difference between the dead and the living person? What is the difference? The difference is this ruh. And likewise, the Qur'an is a life-giving message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is everything for us. It is everything for us. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described those people who have deprived themselves from the guidance of the Qur'an uh, as being dead, mute, deaf, and in some worse animals, rather worse than animals. Why they are worse than animals? Because the animals serve the purpose for which they were created. And those humans who deprive themselves from the benefit of the Qur'an and do not open their hearts or minds to the Qur'an, they are not not serving the purpose for which they were created. So, it is everything for us. The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is everything for us. It's our honor. It is our dignity. It is our life, without which there is no existence for the Ummah or our souls. And I always, when I remember this meaning, I remember the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the people of the book. قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ لَسْتُمْ عَلَى شَيْءٍ حَتَّى تُقِيمُوا التَّوْرَاةَ وَالْإِنْجِيلَ وَمَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ O people of of book, you are not on a valid ground. You are not upon anything. Unless you uphold the Torah and the Injil and whatever was revealed to you from your Lord. So this is also applicable to our Ummah that we are upon nothing if we don't really uphold the Quran and uh, whatever was revealed uh, upon us 
through Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. However, the book of Allah subhanahu wa taala has a great right upon us, and we have as Muslims to maintain special relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has indicated to this special relationship when he said in the hadith which is recorded by Imam Muslim, الدين النصيحة. قلنا لمن يا رسول الله قال لله ولكتابه ولرسوله ولأئمة المسلمين وعامتهم ذات الدين نصيحة Now the whole deen is النصيحة What is النصيحة? It is the sincerity and having a sincere relationship with Allah and His book and this can only be established and maintained by us learning the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, teaching the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being able to pronounce the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly, and keeping within the limits that were prescribed in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and defend the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against any attempt to tamper with it or distort its meaning. So this is part of the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Really, uh, you uh, cannot imagine that relationship between that must exist between you and the Quran, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unless you see uh, that relationship in the life of the Salaf, our righteous predecessors. And uh, there is a very, very beautiful story uh, that is in uh, uh, Sahih Muslim about a visit that Abu Bakr and Umar paid to Um Ayman. And Anasim قال, قال Abu Bakr to Umar, بعد وفاة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انطلق بنا إلى أم أيمن رضي الله عنها كما كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يزورها. فلما انتهى فلما انتهيا إليها بكت فقال لها ما يبكيكي. أما تعلمين أن ما عند رسول أن ما عند الله خير لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت رضي الله عنها أما إني لا أبكي أني لا أعلم أن ما عند الله خير لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولكني أبكي أن الوحي قد انقطع ولكني أبكي أن الوحي قد انقطع فهججتهما على البكاء فبكيا فجعلا يبكيان معها uh, Abu Bakr and Umar uh, uh, Abu Bakr uh, told Umar let's go visit Um Ayman as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to visit her and this was immediately after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so when they came and visited Um Ayman she started crying and they told her why are you crying? don't you know that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for Prophet Muhammad is better for him. In other words, it's better than the life of this world. And she said, I really, I am not crying because I don't know that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for Prophet Muhammad with him is better for him than the life of this world. Rather, I'm crying because of the cessation of revelation. Because of the cessation of revelation, it is something very, very, very special. 
and the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum has been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have the highest level of that specialty because they have witnessed the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we look at the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we find that the first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, uh, describing his book by is the description of guidance so this is the first and this is the most obvious quality of the Quran that it is a guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we see that in the in Surah Al-Baqarah in it there is a guidance for Al-Muttaqeen and for us the guidance is the most important thing there is nothing that is more important to us than guidance rather it is more important to us than eating, drinking and I say breathing the guidance that this book has provided us with is more important to us than eating, drinking and even breathing why? because what is the most that happened for the person who does not eat and does not drink and does not breathe it is to die and if the person dies while he is guided he has exited from this life to the eternal happiness to the eternal happiness so what is the big deal about but the person who dies without guidance he, has, he is subjecting himself to the eternal punishment so we find many ayat telling us that this book's main uh, goal is to guide the people and this is a sign of the signs of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ نُورٌ وَكِتَابٌ مُبِينٌ يَهْدِي بِهِ اللَّهُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ رِضْوَانَهُ سُبُلَ السَّلَامِ وَيُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَيَهْدِيهِمْ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ There has come to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a light and a clear book with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides those who follow his pleasure to the ways of peace and takes them from the depth of darkness to the light by his permission and guides them to the straight path we have an urgent need as human beings to be guided to the straight path and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Quran شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ the month of Ramadan is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Quran as a guidance for mankind and self-evident proofs of guidance and a criterion criterion by which we can differentiate between right and wrong between what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran إِنَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ يَهْدِي لِلَّتِي هِيَ أَقْوَمْ 
ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات أن لهم أجرا كبيرا Indeed, this Quran guides to that which is best and gives good tithing for the believers who work righteous that they will have an abundant reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is a book of guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to us so that we'll see our way, we'll not remain blind, rather we see our way, the way to Jannah, the way to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this book is a perfect book, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ لَكِتَابٌ عَزِيزٌ وَإِنَّهُ لَكِتَابٌ عَزِيزٌ لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد This book is indeed an honorable book, a well-fortified book, a book that is free from all imperfections. لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه باطل which is falsehood does not come to it from before it or behind it so which means that Batil has no way to it uh, at all so it is free from all types of falsehood and why? because it is Tanzilun min Hakim in Hamid it is revelation from Hakim one who is full of wisdom wisdom Hamid the one who is worthy of praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said giving us one more of the qualities and the merits of this book, the Qur'an. Ya ayyuhal nasu qad jaatkum maw'idhatun min rabbikum wa shifa'un lima fi sudur wa hudan wa rahmatun lil mu'min. O mankind, there has come unto you a maw'idhah, an admonition from your Lord. This book is an admonition, it is an, a reminder that remind us of the consequences of our actions, that remind us of the hellfire, remind us of paradise, remind us of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for the believers, remind us of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for the disbelievers, tells us about the stories of those people who obeyed the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who disobeyed the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what happened to those people who obeyed and disobeyed and what is going to be the destiny of both parties one is going to go to the hellfire and the other is going to go to paradise so it is a reminder of our the consequences of our actions, uh, anxious actions and also remind us of our destiny that if you work righteous, you go to paradise. If you don't, you go to the hellfire. فَجَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And a cure to that, to that which is in the chest. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed this book to cure us, to heal the diseases of our hearts, the, the diseases of doubt, suspicion or desires or lust this Quran is a cure for all these diseases and you have to know one thing that you see all the happiness lies in here all the happiness lies in here so if you have a problem in here 
then you will not be able to experience any pleasure or enjoy your life in any way. So this Quran came to you to heal your heart and to make you live a good life in this dunya and in the hereafter. Make you fill your heart with tranquility, with security, make you relax, have peace of mind, and you know that we are supposed to be uh, uh, very aware of what despair can do, because we live in a society uh, among uh, the disbelievers, and we know that this, the, these diseases of heart are the ones which is leading the people to commit suicide. You see people who are rich, you people who are powerful, and the second thing you hear about them that they are committing suicide. Is this, does this mean that they are happy? Their happiness is here. And they are, everybody here is craving for this happiness and craving for, for what the Quran provides us and that is the shifa, the healing for our heart. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Nasu Rabbikum. There has come to you a, an admonition from your Lord, sudur, and a cure for that which is in the heart, and and a guidance and a mercy for the believers. And there are other ayats also which prove that the Quran is a cure. It is a cure for our spiritual diseases and it is also a cure for our physical diseases. For all, with all due respect to the doctors who are attending, there are some doctors here, but it is also a cure for our physical diseases. And we know from the Sunnah of the Prophet that some of the companions has used Surah Al-Fatiha as a cure. And it cured the chief of that tribe who was uh, poison. So it is acute, but whenever we try this cure and does not work, we need to question the person who is using it. Because, you see, it is like the weapon in the hand of somebody who does not know how to use it. Like if you have a very sophisticated tank and somebody told you, here is a very uh, good weapon, go ahead and use it. So, if you don't know how to use it, that, uh, uh, that make it uh, useless. So, it's most important thing that the person who is using this uh, weapon or this medicine or this cure is a person who, whose heart is clear and uh, who can use this uh, uh, cure effectively, inshaAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the Quran showing us it is its effect that لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله that had we sent down the Quran upon a mountain you would have seen it tremble and split asunder for the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ponder over this example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us in the Qur'an. Contemplate over it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that because of 
the great admonitions that are in the Quran and the great reminders that had this Quran was revealed or sent down on a mountain, it will make a split ascender in spite of the hardness of that uh, mountain. So it's more obvious when it comes to the human being, he should be affected. But whenever you hear the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are not affected, you need to question yourself and question your heart. You see, the Sahaba heard the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here is Umar ibn Humar in Ghazwat Badr, in the battle of Badr. He heard one ayah from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A reminder, Kumu ila jannatin abduha samawatu al-ard. March forth for a, for a paradise, the vastness of which, or as vast as the heavens and the earth. And upon hearing this from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he threw the dates that he was eating and he fought and he was killed in the way of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Jubair ibn Mut'am, he was captive before becoming Muslim, he was captive in Medina. And he heard the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reciting in, in uh, uh, Salatul Isha, Abtur, and he said, when I heard Surah Tuttul, my heart was about to split asunder, and he became a Muslim. He said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So, if you really open your heart and open your mind and allow the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to work, it is most effective. As Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us in this ayah that the Quran has reached the highest level of eloquency that if it is to be an effectiveness that if it is to be sent down to a mountain you would have seen it tremble because of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because of the understanding of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his words also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran showing us the effect of this book he said that ولو أن قرآنا سيرت به الجبال أو قطعت به الأرض أو كل ما به الموتى يعني لكن هذا القرآن الله سبحانه وتعالى says now have you seen a book by which you can move mountains have you seen a book by which you can split the earth asunder have you seen a book by which you can talk to the dead people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that had there been any book of this quality, it would have been the Quran. This is the meaning of this ayah. وَلَوْ أَنَّ قُرْآنًا سُيِّرَتْ بِهِ الْجِبَالِ Had there been a book by which the mountains are moved, أو قُطِّعَتْ بِهِ الْأَرْضِ or the earth was split asunder, أو كُلِّمَ بِهِ الْمَوْتَى or the dead people addressed, by this book, it would have been the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of its great effect and because of how it uh, softened the hearts of the believers and of those people who have taqwa and who have iman and who want to benefit from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, 
there is very important aspect for the Qur'an and that is its miraculous nature as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an كُلَّ إِنِ اجْتَمَعَتِ الْإِنسُ وَالْجِنُّ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَأْتُوا بِمِثْلِ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ لَا يَأْتُونَ بِمِثْلِهِ وَلَوْ كَانَ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ ظَهِيرًا If all the jinn and the ins were to gather together and try to produce the life of the Qur'an they will not be able to do that even if they help each other Why? Because this is a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said مَا مِنْ نَبِيٍ مِنَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ إِلَّا أُوْتِيَ مَا عَلَى مِثْلِهِ آمَنَ النَّاسِ وَكَانَ الَّذِي أُوْتِيتُهُ وَحْيًا فَأَرْجُوا أَنْ أَكُونَ أَكْثَرَهُمْ تَابِعًا that every prophet was supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a miracle which would show that he is a truthful messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe in him and the miracle with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has supported me is the Quran so I hope that I will be among the most uh, the, uh, the ones who has the most followers which means which shows the, the, the great uh, uh, quality of the miracles that was given to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that it was the uh, the the best uh, miracle that was ever given to any prophet, because Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, he said that I hope that I am going to be the, the one who has the most followers, because uh, the Quran as a miracle is still exists till our time. You know the miracles with which. The other prophets were supported. Uh, they, yani, the people, the prophets, and the people who were there, they witnessed that miracle. Then that's it. And had Allah subhanahu wa taala not mentioned to us in the Quran, we would not have known about it. But the miracle of the Quran is still existing about till our time. The Quran is there, protected by Allah subhanahu wa taala, and preserved. And uh, nobody since the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam till now has tampered with it because Allah is the one who has pledged to protect it and preserve it as he said inna nahnu nazzalna zikra wa inna lahu lahafidun Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said telling us about another merit of this book that akshiru fa inna al-Qur'ana tarafuhu bi'aydikum wa tarafuhu طرفه بيد الله وطرفه بأيديكم فتمسكوا به. That the Quran, you see, the one side of the Quran is in the hand of Allah and the other side is in your hand. This is something great. This is something great. This is something great that we have the words of Allah سبحانه وتعالى with us and that we. يعني كان read these words of Allah سبحانه وتعالى pure and changed as was revealed upon Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Moreover, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم has mentioned in the hadith that القرآن شافع مشفع وماحل مصدق من جعله أمامه قاده إلى الجنة ومن جعله خلفه ساقه إلى النار. That the Quran is an interceptor. That is when? On the day of resurrection. And the day of resurrection is the longest day. It is a day that lasts 
50,000 years. In that day, the people sweat. The sun will be brought closer to the people and people will start sweating. Some people's sweat will reach to their ankles. Some people's sweat will reach to their uh, knees. Some people's sweat will reach to their waist. And some people will be overwhelmed by their sweat. And that day everybody will be, uh, will be caring about his own well-being. No father will really care about his uh, son. No mother will care about her daughter. Rather, uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, that the kafir will be ready to uh, give, you see, the whole earth, you see, and whatever content as a ransom for his own salvation. And that day, the Quran comes as an interceptor to benefit the reader, its reader, to benefit the one who spent his night reading the Quran and learning the Quran and trying to understand the meaning of the Quran which represents the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and which tells us what to do and what to do, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes us to do and what he does not like us to do. So, Al-Quran Shafi'un Mushafa' wa Mahilun Musaddaq. Mahil is the one who, who argue and who defend on your behalf like an attorney. So on the day of judgment, this Quran will, will come to argue about on your behalf and to intercede for you to be among the dwellers of the paradise. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said مَنْ جَعَلَهُ أَمَامَهُ قَادَهُ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ وَمَنْ جَعَلَهُ خَلْفَهُ قَادَهُ إِلَى النَّارِ Whoever put the Qur'an in front of him, it will lead him to paradise and whoever put the Qur'an behind him, it will lead him to the hellfire. This hadith is also confirmed by the other hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which he commands us to read the Qur'an by saying, اقرأوا القرآن فإنه يأتي يوم القيامة شفيعا لأصحابه Read the Quran for it will come on the day of resurrection as intercessor for its people. Also, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّكُمْ لَا تَرْجِعُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى بِشَيْءٍ أَفْضَلَ مِمَّا خَرَجَ مِنْهُ You never come back to Allah with something that is better than that which started from Allah and that is the Qur'an you will never come back to Allah with a righteous deed better than the knowledge about the Qur'an the understanding of the Qur'an learning, reciting, teaching the Qur'an, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how much reward you get for reading the Qur'an Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that by every letter you read you'll get ten rewards. And he said, I'm, I, I'm not saying alif lam mean is one letter. Rather, alif letter and lam letter and mean letter. Which means if you say alif lam mean, you'll get at least thirty rewards. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiply out of his grace and mercy to whomever he wants according to the sincerity and the humbleness of the person who is reading the Quran and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu is illustrating for us giving us a practical example to encourage us 
to يعني read the Quran he says أيحب أحدكم إذا رجع إلى أهلي أن يجد ثلاثة خليفات عظام سمان فثلاث آيات يقرأ بهن أحدكم في صلاته خير من ثلاث خليفات سمان عظام that does one of you like to come back home and find three huge great pregnant she camels do you like to come back home and find this great wealth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Rasulullah said, of course, Rasulullah is using the language that the people understand. Because the people of Arabia used to live in the desert, they used to live close to the camels, and the camels used to be the most important thing and the the, the, the uh, richest uh, thing that can the person own. So, uh, the most expensive thing that the person can own. So, Rasulullah is telling them that don't you like to go back home and find three very expensive type of camel at home? They say, yes, of course. And Rasulullah three ayahs that you decide in your prayer is better than the three most expensive type of camels. Of course, we have to translate this in our time. Rasulullah is telling us that whenever you read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's better for you than whatever wealth that you may accumulate at, uh, from, the, from the collectibles of the, the life of this world. Also, Rasulullah said, giving good news for both. The people, the people who, who read the Qur'an fluently and the people who struggle while they are reading the Qur'an. So if you read the Qur'an and you know how to read it, then you have a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the person who struggle when he reads the Qur'an, as many of us do, then this person also he has a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Al-Mahiru bil-Qur'ani ma'al kirami al-Safara ma'al al-Adrar al-Kirami al-Safara wa al-Ladhi yakra'u al-Qur'ana wa yata-ta'ta'u fihi wa huwa alayhi shaq lahu ajra'at that the person who reads the Qur'an and he is fluent in reading the Qur'an he is going to be with the angels and the person who reads the Qur'an and struggles and read the Quran, it's difficult for them to read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will have double the reward. One reward for his reading of the book of Allah, and the second reward is for that difficulty that he is facing in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't be despaired when you try to read the book of Allah, and it is hard for you to read the book of Allah. Remember that you are reading the word of Allah. And this should in itself instill a joy and pleasure in your heart. So, and also by remembering that you will have a special reward for the difficulty that you are facing, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us read the Quran in the proper way. Also, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, telling us about the merit of learning and teaching the Qur'an 
that khayrukum man ta'allama al-Qur'an wa'allama the best amongst you is who he learns the Qur'an and teach the Qur'an don't we like to be among the best or just we strive very hard to be among the best in the life or according to the standard of the life of this world some of us work very hard for years in order to secure few years before uh, of stability before death and they forget about you see the uh, real standards and the, the standards which would make you have high rank in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is saying that the best amongst you are those who read the Quran or learn the Quran and teach the Quran we have to teach our kids our children how to read the book of Allah we should teach him teach him how to love the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is their honor this is their dignity this is their salvation this is the way that takes them out from the troubles of this life and this is the Quran that they can use in order to call the people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show them the uh, path to paradise Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also said that مَنْ عَلِمَ آيَةً مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ فَلَهُ ثَوَابُهَا مَا تُلِيَ Whenever you learn a meaning of one of the ayat then you'll have its reward as long as it is recited not you recited it is recited so whenever anybody recites that ayah which you know its meaning okay you have its reward so you tell me which is the, the best ayah that you should learn its meaning the ayat of Surah Al-Fatiha because many Muslims recite Surah Al-Fatiha so uh, Allah, Rasulullah said if you learn the meaning of one ayah then whenever this ayah is recited you will get the reward so your reward insha'Allah will be ongoing and listen to this beautiful hadith from the Prophet sallallahu he says وَمَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ يَكْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلِيْهُمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهُ That whenever people gather in one of the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reading the book of Allah and studying the book of Allah trying to understand the book of Allah whenever they do this tranquility descend upon them and the angels uh, and the mercy envelop them and the angels surround them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make mention of them with whom those who are with him meaning the malaika okay that is the reward of the people who learn the Quran and who uh, teach the Quran and who gather to study the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there any merit for those people who memorize the book of Allah? Listen to this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لو جمع القرآن في إهاب ما أحرقه الله في النار That if this book is contained by skin, and here the skin is meant, what is meant by the skin is the skin of the person who memorized the Quran, 
Allah will never burn it in the hellfire. Allah will never burn it in the hellfire. So it is a protection from the hellfire. Memorizing the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a protection from the hellfire. And also Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, showing the mirror of the person who memorized the book of Allah, يَجِيءُ الْقُرْآنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَيَقُولُ يَا رَبِّ حَلِّهِ فَيُلْبَسُ تَاجَ الْكَرَامَةِ ثُمَّ يَقُولُ يَا رَبِّ يَرْضَ عَنْهُ فَيَرْضَ عَنْهُ فَيَقُولُ اِقْرَأْ وَرْقَ وَيُزَادُ بِكُلِّ آيَةٍ حَسَنٍ On the day of judgment the Quran will come and he will say O oh Allah حَلِّه uh, which means uh, uh, um, like give him his or an adornment and this is regarding the reader of the Quran so uh, so a crown of nobility will be put on him then the Quran will say and this is among the ghayb uh, that Rasulullah has told us in which we have to believe and believing in the ghayb is one of the qualities of the muttaqeen because the person is tested by this uh, by, by this type of belief because when you see something I tell you believe that if there is a car it's very easy to believe in this the test in believing in whatever Rasulullah has told us about and the things that are beyond, from the things that are beyond our perception and that we cannot see so Rasulullah is telling us that the Quran will come and talk and intercede and argue okay, and here in this instance uh, Rasulullah uh, said the Quran will come and say oh Allah uh, just uh, oh Allah give this reader of the Quran the adornment and the a crown of nobility will be put on him then the Quran will say oh Allah be pleased of him be pleased of the person who is who reads the Quran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with him because as we said Al Quran which means his intercession will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he will be told read and ascend so the person will continue ascending as long as he is reading from the Quran and this shows how high the position of those who memorize the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna lillahi ahlina minan nas ahlul quran hum ahlullahi wa khasatum that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has special, very close uh, people from among the human beings. They are Ahlul Qur'an. They are Ahlullah. Ahlul Qur'an are Ahlullah. The people of the Qur'an are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they are very special to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, also, because of the merit of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us the etiquettes towards those people who memorize the Quran or are knowledgeable about the Quran or they carry in their heart the knowledge 
of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have we ought to respect these people as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna min ishalillah ikrama hamil al-Qur'an غير الغالفين والجاففين that it is part of respecting Allah part of being conscious of the greatness of Allah to respect the person who has the Quran حامل القرآن the person who has the Quran who acts upon it who is not abandoned who does not who is not abandoning the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also we see that Allah, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us to honor uh, those who memorize the Quran knows most about the Quran by forwarding them to be imams in the congregational prayer as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ya ummu nasa aqra'uhum bi kitabillah that the person who knows the most from the book of Allah is the one who leads the prayer so this is a, a time of honoring or, uh, to the people who know the Quran by heart and also if you remember when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during uh, some uh, of the battles Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during Uhud after Uhud Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when uh, he made grace for the, the ones who are killed from among the Muslims he used to ask about the person who memorized more of the Quran and he used to forward those they used to have the priority to be buried before the one who has less of the Qur'an in their heart. See, is there any honor more than this honor? That the person, the reader of the Qur'an or the one who memorized the Qur'an is honored dead and alive. When he is alive, he is honored and when he is dead, he is honored. This is how the, uh, this is the sunnah of the Prophet Now we can talk a lot more about the merits of the Qur'an when we cannot finish. But the most important thing that you need to keep in your mind that the, the greatest merit of this book is one thing. That it is the word of Allah. The word of Allah. And as it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is nothing like unto Allah, a matter of belief. The, the, the stronger you believe in Allah, the stronger you respect to the book of Allah, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The deeper your faith is, the more conscious you are of the right of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. So remember this, it is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all what you see, in the Muslim world right now, of troubles, of problems, of division, of, you see, uh, killing, disasters, all of this because we have abandoned the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abandoning the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that is major. It is major disaster and calamity. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, telling us about how bad it is to abandon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said in the person whose house is empty from the Quran is like the deserted house have you ever visited a deserted house have you ever seen the condition in which a deserted, a deserted house will be 
So the person whose heart is empty from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like the deserted house. And as the author of Allah said, لا تجعلوا قبوركم أبيوتكم مقابر Do not make your houses as graves. إن القرآن ينفر من إن الشيطان ينفر من البيت الذي تقرأ فيه سورة البقرة. That the shaitan flees away from the house in which سورة البقرة is recited. So يعني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said us when the Quran is not recited in the house it becomes like graves and graves are houses for whom for whom for the dead people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our hearts alive and healthy by His grace and by His mercy. Also, we have to know that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمَ الْكِتَابَ يَسْرُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ That we have to read the Quran in the proper way. And we have to fulfill the right of Qur'an upon us and this is, as I said before, can be in knowing how to read it, trying to understand it, acting upon the Qur'an and calling people to the Qur'an and persevere in this call to the people to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How should attitude be towards the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How shall we receive the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I'll conclude inshallah by mentioning this uh, ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah nazzala ahsan al-hadith kitaban mutashabiha matamiya taqsha'irhu min juloodu al-lazina yakshawna rabbahum thumma tamidu juloodhum wa kuloobhum ila dhikrillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the most beautiful speech. Kitaban mutashabihan, a book that is consistent within itself. You don't see discrepancies. You don't see contradictions in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see a, a book that is very well structured. Matani. Matani means the reminders, the stories. The mentioning of the rules and regulations are repeated in the Quran. The skins of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are chilled whenever they hear the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their skins are chilled whenever they hear the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do you feel when you hear the Quran? Have you reached this degree of Iman? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا كُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا Whenever they hear the revelation of Allah, this increases their Iman. So brothers, we and sisters, we really need to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and go back to Him and turn to Him in repentance and also Turn to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reading it, understanding it, teaching it, 
and acting upon it and calling the people to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to benefit us from the Quran and to make the Quran as an evidence for us, not against us, to make the Quran an intercessor for us on the day of judgment. Wa subhanahu wa
uh, disobedient person. So it's important, first of all, when you memorize the book of Allah, you have the desire and the right desire and the right motivation. And that is, you are doing this because you love the book of Allah and in order for you to seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to compete. Not to compete, like as I said, Rasulullah said the person who leads the prayer is the one who knows most about the Quran. So a person uh, assumes that there are some people who are equal in their memorization, so a person say, I need to memorize like few surahs more so I can lead the prayer. Okay? And again, the other people will memorize more and to, to change the Imam, and so on and so forth. So the niyyah, the intention should be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there are certain tips for those of you who are interested in memorizing the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First of all, number one, you have to dedicate certain time for memorizing. You have to say, I am giving up one hour of my day for the sake of Allah in order to memorize the book Then, you have to choose the uh, good timing from the day and you don't make this hour at the end of your day when you are very tired okay and you are not able even to comprehend anything and the best time for memorizing the Quran is after Fajr because this is a blessed time as the Prophet sallallahu that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this time of the day that is the early morning and the third point is that you need to divide your time. You need to have a time for memorization and a time for reviewing. You have to review. If you don't review what you memorize, it is like somebody who is building and uh, constructing and destroying at the same time. You need to maintain what you have memorized of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, the fourth point, as I said, the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you'll feel when you deal with the book of Allah like you are dealing with a person. Whenever you have a good relationship with Allah, whenever you are obedient to Allah, you feel that you like to read more and more of the book of Allah. But if you are asking, or if you make a sin, okay, and you don't repent from it, you feel that reading one uh, ayah is like carrying few mountains upon your shoulder. So these are some tips of, uh, yani, and part of the answer. I don't know whether I answered your question. That's a lot, yeah. You read the question, inshallah. Okay, we have a couple of questions. Uh, the first is, how can we encourage new Muslims to learn to read the Quran in Arabic? And what are the different uh, blessings involved, or what, or what's the extra barakah that we get by reading the Quran in Arabic? Um, and what can we say to people who say that they only want to learn the Quran in English, meaning they they want to learn the meaning only? So the uh, answer is that number one, the Quran 
is the Arabic Quran. There is no other Quran. What you see of English is not called the Quran, and we cannot call it the Quran. The Quran was revealed in Arabic. And whatever you see of uh, translations, it is translations. It's not the word of Allah. It is, it is an explanation of the Quran or, or translation, translating the meanings of the Quran from the perspective of the translator. Okay? So the only, these all, all the hadith that I mentioned which talk about the reward of reading the Quran, these are only applicable to the Arabic texts. Now, how can a new Muslim be encouraged to yani, learn the Quran in Arabic? Again, you have, if you have attended this lecture and listened carefully, you have to convey to him the merit of the Qur'an and the merit of reading the Qur'an and the great reward that the person has in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he reads the Qur'an and of course that is in Arabic. Now when the person has the strong desire and motivation to uh, read the Qur'an then this is uh, going to make it easy for him to learn the letters in Arabic. And I have seen by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have some American brothers in our community who know how to read the Quran more than some people whose tongue is Arabic. So if you have the desire and motivation, then it becomes very easy for you to learn the Arabic uh, text of the Quran and what is the third part of this? Okay, again, the the third uh, the answer for the third part the third part of this question is answered that that uh, we read this translation to help us understand part of the meaning of the Quran. And again, this is not the word of Allah. This is the translation of the meaning of the Quran from the perspective of the translator. This is why you see differences. But in, there is only one book of Allah. And uh, uh, that is the Arabic text. Wallah ta'ala. The next question was Was the whole Quran revealed during the month of Ramadan? Was the whole Quran revealed during the month of Ramadan? The whole of the Quran was revealed in the month of, the Quran, uh, of uh, Ramadan from the a preserved tablet that is Allah al to the first heaven. Then it was sent down from the first heaven, you see, to to uh, upon the Prophet wasallam throughout twenty three years from the life of the Prophet. So there are two stages and the Quran mentioned one stage that is the sending down of the Qur'an during the month of Ramadan, that is, what is meant by this is sending down the Qur'an from Allah al-Mahfuz to the first heaven. Then, according to the different occasions of revelation, the Qur'an was sent down upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam throughout 23 years. Another question from the sisters. 
there's a major misunderstanding among some Muslims that if they send their child to become a Hafiz of Quran, to memorize the complete Quran, then he will be able to act as an intercessor for some family members. Please clarify this issue. Jazakallah. Uh, there is some hadith which mentions that the person who memorized the Qur'an will intercede for some members of his family but according to the best of my knowledge that these hadith are weak but we have other authentic hadith which talk about the merit of memorizing the Qur'an so we should really uh, feel that those hadith are enough uh, and again, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu said that, that, that the, the body which contains the word of Allah will not be burned in the hellfire. That is more than enough, inshaAllah ta'ala. But this, yani, this notion or this uh, saying is based on some hadith that are weak, that are not authentic. Any more questions from the brothers or Do you find it prevalent that uh, many people who become hostage memorize only the sounds of the Quran and not the meaning? Uh, the brother asked, do you, do you find it prevalent that many people who memorize the whole Quran, they memorize only the sounds and not the meaning? Uh, uh, I really did not take any survey for this, okay? But. Uh, but yani, for us what's important is to know that it's important to know the meaning of Allah or the Qur'an. And to keep in mind that memorizing the sound of the Qur'an in itself is a great word. Because it is the word of Allah. And the word of Allah is unlike the word of the human, created being. So there is a merit for the person who just memorize the Quran knowing nothing about its meaning. But what is required from the required from the Muslims is to combine between two things. Memorizing the Quran and knowing the meaning of the Quran and applying the Quran and calling people to the Quran and persevere in the face of the storms that usually ha- happen in the way of doubt. Any other questions? Either side. They are the food in very good which is that I found that the best way to memorize the Quran is by hearing uh, by hearing it from a yani, good hafiz uh, from the cassette or from the tape recorder and this is especially good for women because they don't have much time so it's possible for them to work you see in their uh, yani, daily routine work while they are hearing the, the tape 
And here I disagree with this point, okay? But in general, the proportion is good because you really need to give attention to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What I always say, and there are certain words, unless she meant, of course, maybe this is what she meant, that the, uh, the words that does not take away her attention. Because like driving the car, for, uh, for example, especially if you're driving in the highway, and you have the tape in your car, this does not, in most cases, take your attention away. Because driving has become like uh, something built in yourself. And also she is mentioning the reason that in this way it the, the sisters can memorize in a correct way. Because sometimes if you read the Quran by yourself, you make mistake and you memorize the Quran with mistakes. Uh, so I agree with him, inshallah. I, this is very good proposal for the sisters and brothers that uh, in order for you to really, uh, uh, yeah, one of the ways to memorize the Quran, to keep hearing, to have tape, tapes and hear them wherever you are, whether you are at home or in the car or at work. Survey, uh, do you know how many are in this world? Okay. If you know I, I don't know actually. The question is about how many Hafaz in the in the uh, uh, in the world now. I really don't know. Unless Hafiz uh, help me, brother Hafiz Abdurrahman. And this is the only a piece of information that really does not. Uh, Benefit us too much, I mean, doesn't it? Okay. When we have a Muslim, inshallah, government who rules the whole world, okay, and gives salaries for all the hafaz, uh, then it will, I'm sure they will have statistics and uh, In other words, never. Huh? Inshallah, we say inshallah. Practically, it is inshallah. Very possible. Now, what I'm saying is, there is a salary for every person who makes hafaz, then everybody will come out say, here I am. And this is when the Khalifa comes, inshallah. Assalamu you mentioned the blessing of reciting the Quran. It looks like one of the whole Muslim world. Millions and millions of people are reciting the Quran every day. And uh, is this blessing thank you for the era or the family? Well, you see, uh, uh, the question, okay, then I need you to repeat it. Okay. Repeat, can you repeat the question and make it brief because I... Is there any blessing of reciting the Quran? In this life? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. When the person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, It is indeed by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the heart finds their relaxation. So, tranquility and uh, security and feeling peace of mind this comes by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reading the Quran is the highest level or the best type 
of dhikr and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.